Hey guys, welcome back. We are starting a new topic this month. It's October. My goodness, the year is flying. Um, so last month we talked about body love and what that looks like as believers and why it's important. And we talked to some phenomenal women about their body love journeys and got so much good stuff from them. Um, and this month, um, I always kind of sit down as I'm preparing to talk, you know, on the podcast and obviously wanting to be a good steward, I sort of sit down and go, okay, Lord, you know, what, what here, what now, what do you want the women, the listeners to hear? What do they need to hear um, from you? And I'm always, always, you know, thinking back and reflecting on the mission and the vision of the podcast. And it's really to give women practical, skillful tools for living, right? So that you avoid the pitfalls, you go farther, you learn from other people's bought wisdom. And so um, I just, I really felt like the Lord wanted us to address this sort of foundational um, skill set of our hearts and guarding our hearts from the central level of your actual heart to your ears, your eyes, um, your mouth, because hey, as someone who is a mouth, that's a big one. <laughs> um, but so we're talking this month about um, guarding your heart and what that looks like, um, guarding your ears, all the sort of your gates, guarding your gates, I guess. Um, and not to sound spooky or deep or anything like that, but just to be practical, because um, that's a practical aspect of Christian living, of of being effective, of basically like keeping your pipes clean, right? Like, that's kind of one of those things. I don't know if that's a weird sort of idiom. But um, so the first thing that I think it's really important to establish is that your heart is soil. Um, so I'll be using a, g- a good amount, a fair amount of metaphors. And um, it's just so that you kind of can understand, can can just keep up, you know, or whatever. It's easier, I think, for me when there are pictures and there are things I can sort of draw parallels between. So I like to use those. But your heart is soil. And soil does not discriminate. It doesn't go, yo, I am not producing marijuana. This is not Cal- Colorado, like, or California. This is nowhere where it's legal. I will not be producing that. That is wrong. No, whether you put marijuana or corn in your soil, in soil, it's just going to produce. It doesn't discriminate. That's what it does. Soil produces. And so consider your heart. Your heart is soil. Your heart produces. There are different types of soil for sure, but typically the heart just does what it does. It produces. And that's important to know. It's important to know because if um, your heart is soil, your life bears fruit. So look at the the leaves of your life. Look at the fruit of your life. Um, What's hanging out on the on the on the branches? You know, what do you have there? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it contentment? Is it gratefulness? Is it servanthood? You know, Or do you have, you know, anxiety? Do you have aggression? Are you impatient? Are you unkind? Are you harsh? Um, And not just, and don't just consider, you know, how you know yourself. Think also about how other people know you. You know, we'll be known by our love. Hopefully that's the aim to be known by our love. But every tree is known by its fruit, by the fruit that it bears. And so how do people know you? What do people know about you? Do they know that you're short and uh, mean when you're hangry? Do they know that you're merciful, that 
you um, are really great at loving on people? Do they know that you are serious about the word of God? Do they know that when it comes to your kids, you are ready to fight anybody? Like, what are you known by? Because that's the fruit of your life and your fruit speaks, right? Your fruit speaks not only to other people, but to you. And it's telling you what's in the soil of your heart. Um, Because if fruit is present, you got to know seed is also present. There is also the seed of the thing that you see in your life. Um, it's somewhere and you can always trace back fruit to seed. Sometimes we pick up seed passively just by our environment and who we hang around, what we're watching or listening to. Other times it's very intentional. My mom was very intentional about sowing the seed of the word in my heart. And, um, there were verses that I knew, um, verses of scripture that I knew before I could read because it would be in like a Fred Hammond song or something. And that was just kind of like what she was playing all the time. But, Seed is constantly kind of coming at us. We're constantly having these opportunities to take on seed from good sources or not so great sources. But the biggest thing to note there is that if you're seeing the fruit of a thing in your life, the seed is somewhere in there. Um, and that's just really important to know. It's, it's not a good or bad thing. It just is. From there, um, after you kind of look at the soil of your life and consider what's there, um, I just want you to sort of picture like a garden because that's essentially what your heart is. Your heart is a garden. Um, and in this context, I'll probably use heart and thought sort of interchangeably, just what's going on internally. Um, your heart is a garden. Your thought life is a garden. And a lot of times when you're meditating, it's like watering something. It's like giving attention, nutrition to a thought, to a seed, to um, some sort of reality that you harbor internally, whether it's about you or others or God. Meditating, thinking on something, ruminating is like giving intense nutrition and time to seed. That's why um, in Joshua, it says, hey, meditate on the word of God because you'll have good success that way. As you sit and think and just burrow within yourself the truth of God, it becomes a reality on the inside of you and you are drawn to that reality. So um, I love the shack. Well, I hesitate to say love. The shack was kind of traumatic, um, but I, I liked this scene in the shack where the Holy Spirit was leading the main character. Hopefully you've seen it already. If not, spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler. It's just sort of like a fact of the movie. But anyway, the Holy Spirit was leading the main character through this beautiful, lush, intense garden. And it just had all types of colored plants, huge plants, small plants. It was just really like, it was almost like a thicket, but like a, it was pretty, but it was just like a thicket of plants. There were flowering plants, just regular green plants. There were just so many plants and everything was just thick and kind of, it was overgrown and it was um, untamed, but it was, it was, you know, it had the potential for beauty with more tamedness and cutting back and intentionality sort of given to it more time given to it I suppose um and sort of at the end of the scene the guy asks the Holy Spirit like where are we and she's like we're in your heart you know and that for me was like this really interesting moment of wow you know how many of us are like that how many of us are um kind of internally overgrown we have all sorts of seed going on in our hearts you know we've got all sorts of you know seed from things that we've thought about Um, experiences that we've had in the past, thoughts that we have about ourselves, thoughts we have about God, whether they're based in the word or not, you know, just all sorts of seed that are, that's producing essentially. Um, And the really interesting thing about your heart, Proverbs 4, 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Your heart is a motor. It drives, you know, the direction, the trajectory of your life. It's a lot like our actual physical hearts. Our physical hearts are integral to our lives functioning. If there is something wrong with our heart, there is something wrong with the whole body. You know, it's, it's pumping out blood, it's pumping out nutrients, it's taking out oxygen, like 
all of our functioning is really wrapped up and tied up again into our hearts. And so um, spiritually, it's the same way. Our hearts are key indicators of how we're doing. A friend of, of mine, we check in with each other and, you know, we've you know, given each other updates on what's happening and, you know, sometimes it be great things and sometimes not so great things. And one of our key phrases was, okay, so how's your heart? Where's your heart? You know, and that was really like, okay, so where are you on the matter? How are you doing as it relates to this thing that we're talking about? And um, heart check, you know, what's happening? What's going on? Am I overgrown? Do I have tons of things going on on the inside of me? None of which is rooted in the word of God or how God sees me or what, what God thinks about the, the matter, you know? Um, and one of the central things that I absolutely had to learn, and it was a tough-ish lesson. Um, it was tough-ish. It wasn't impossible. But um, the notion of guarding my heart, um, because I think a lot of us kind of go through life passively um, taking on seed from all kinds of places, taking on thoughts and ideas and beliefs and perceptions from everywhere. And we're not really tending to our heart. You know, it's really like we're on autopilot and we think what we think, we feel what we feel, and that's just the end of it. Um, but for successful, intentional, strategic progress, tending to your heart is necessary. If your heart is like a garden, there is no way, <laughs> there is no way to have a good harvest without being intentional, without staying on top of it, without um, paying attention to what's happening. I know for me, when things aren't going the way that I want to, or if something looks intimidating or huge or looming, one of my sort of defense mechanisms or coping mechanisms is to just like put my head in the sand and act like it's not happening. Um, because it's like, I don't want to address what's happening, what's going on. I don't want to have to deal with it. And I think we do that a lot. I think, um, a lot of people are afraid of silence because they don't want to hear their own thoughts, you know, or, or they don't have to sit and think about whatever comes up because that's sort of frightening to them. Um, but our, when it comes to our hearts, we absolutely have to pay attention, you know, just like your doctor is like, okay, how's your blood pressure? You know, let's, let's check your heart rate. You know, all of those things, are, are symbolism. They're allegories. They run parallel to a spiritual truth, which is we have absolutely got to be paying attention to our hearts. Point blank. We have to know what's going on. Um, so for example, um, I am very type A. I am like, where's the bar? How high? All right. I'm going to be there in about 2.5 seconds. Um, and so my life has definitely not gone to plan in so many ways in my very linear. Okay. Point A, point B, point C. No, there have been detours and we have taken this winding road and we've gone on the scenic route and we've parked for God knows what reason, because truly only God knows why we have parked <laughs> at one particular stop. But um, that used to be a very frustrating thing. And sometimes it can still be um, because as a type A personality, I'm like, all right, I'm at this age. This is what I wanted to have accomplished by this time. By now is one of the most diabolical phrases I think the enemy drops in our spirit as seed. Um, by now you should be. By now they should know. By now, what are you doing? You know? And so like, I'll be scrolling through social media. And, oh, they bought a house. Okay. Well, they just got a job in there. Okay. You know, and I start comparing you know, I think about my life and where I am, where I don't want to be. And I'm just sitting there ruminating on all of the targets that I feel like I'm missing. And, um, and I get frustrated and I find myself flustered and agitated and bothered where a week ago I was super grateful and, oh, Jesus, you totally came through. Thank you, Lord. You know, but what's happened? I, I got to this place and I found myself agitated, but I was just taking on seed. I was just taking on thought after thought after thought. 
you know, looking at this, meditating on that, thinking about this, checking that out. Oh, they're over there looking, you know, scoping out everything, not being focused on my portion and, and stirring myself up to joy and to contentment and what the Lord has accomplished in my life. And I think we do that in tons of areas. We do that in how we think about other people, um, gossip. We do that in, you know, our lives, our singleness, our marriages, as we're picking apart our spouses and comparing them maybe, or thinking about who we should have married. Um, we do that in our jobs. We do that in offense. Offense is a big one, man. Offense is like a silent, but not so silent killer. Um, it's poisonous to soil, man. Offense is, it's, it's nothing nice. Um, but we don't tend to our hearts. We don't go, okay, hold on, pause, time out. How did I get here? What have I been thinking on? What have I been taking in through my eyes? What have I been taking in through my ears? What have I been saying out of my mouth? You know, um, we don't pause and go, how has seed been getting into my heart to get me to this place? I'm bearing the fruit of discontentment. What just happened and how did I get here? Um, but we need to, we absolutely need to stop and pause and consider why am I being so impatient right now? Why do I think this is acceptable? Where do I see this in the word? You know, and and this is that one of those processes of, of renewing your mind. This is where it comes into play, right? So as I see myself getting caught up in comparison, okay, hold on a second, God, you have good plans for me. You know, even delays are purposeful. Um, you have not forgotten me. You are watching over your word to perform it. Um, just calling to mind the truth of God so that as I go, I'm going to uproot the seed that might have become a plant, you know, that's bearing fruit. Obviously, I'm going to uproot this and replace it with something. I'm going to replace it with the truth of God and the word of God. And I've got to think on the things that are lovely, that are pure, that are just, that are holy, that are righteous, that are of a good report. Uh, because I want to bear the fruit of the, of the word of the spirit of God in my life. Mark four talks very beautifully and paints a beautiful picture of the importance of knowing the state of your soil. And so um, verse three starts, listen, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he was sowing, some seed fell by the road and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocks where there was not much soil. And immediately a plant sprang up because the soil had no depth. And when the sun came up, the plant was scorched and it, and because it had no roots, sorry, it dried up and withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seed fell into good soil, and as the plants grew and increased, they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 times as much as had been sown. A really interesting thing to note is that um, when you have seed, that's the smallest that it'll ever be. It will always multiply. Seed is always going to come back in greater numbers than it was sown. Um, so good or bad, that's something to be aware of and to know, but, um, you get shallow, you get shallow soil, right? Like there's no depth. You don't know how to endure. You don't know how to stick with it when it's not fun and feels icky and you're not quite sure God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You don't know how to press through, um, shallow ground, rocky. There's so many things up in here. It's just not like, how does the word even get in there? It just, it can't. You got so much resistance to the word of God that it can't fall in, take root and even have a chance at growing. Um, and then thirdly, the third type of bad soil is the, um, thorny soil, which is probably one of the more dangerous ones because thorns grow alongside with plants, right? Like 
You have to weed gardens kind of constantly. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's an ongoing thing, de-weeding a flower bed. Like they're just constantly popping up there. Um, but as believers, it's important for us to know that that's a thing, that we can have things that are right alongside the word of God in our hearts that are competing. They're competing for soil. They're competing for space. They're competing for nutrients, for water, for sunlight um, in our hearts, along with all the word that we're getting. When we go to church Sunday, Sunday and Wednesdays or growth group or discipleship group or whatever. We could be getting the word and the word could be growing, but you may not be seeing the full manifestation of all that good seed that you got from the word because you've got a thorn of a wrong belief about God. You've got a thorn about some insecurity within yourself. You've got a thorn of offense growing up and it's choking out the word of God. Maybe you're not mixing the word with faith like Hebrews 4, I believe 4, talks about. And so it's of no effect. Maybe you're believing and empowering a lie by believing some untruth about yourself or about how God sees you um, that has no basis in the word of God. And so it's important for us to be mindful, to do a soil check. Like we talk, like I said, my friend and I do. We do heart checks, soil check. What's what's sprouting up in here? Okay, I'm going to church. I'm getting this word. I'm studying. Why am I still struggling with this thing? Where, where's the thorn at? And to be intentional, to be like, Lord, yo, I need you to illuminate some things for me and show me what's the state of my soil. Ask your people, ask your parents, whoever's closest to you, your best friend, your girlfriend, um, your boyfriend, your mom and dad, your te- whatever, whoever it is that's closest to you. Pause and be like, hey, what do you see in me? What, are, what am I known for? What am I known by? Um, do an internal self check, you know, check all your lights and engines and all that kind of stuff. And then also go to the people that are closest to you and ask them, what what do they know about you? What do they know you by? And is that what you want to be known by? Is that how you want to know yourself? Um, check the soil of your heart. I just, I encourage you guys this week to be intentional about that. Don't just go along with the thoughts, especially this has been super helpful when I find myself agitated and it's like, I'm feeling some type of way. What just happened? Do those pauses and consider where you're at and consider, okay, what is this thought that I have in my mind? Does it line up with the word of God? No. Okay. So we're going to get rid of it. Mm -mm. We're not going to have that. And we're going to replace it with something else and find something else to meditate on. Find something else, a different kind of seed, and then think on it. Meditate on it. Things that are true, lovely, pure of a good report. Think on those things because that's ultimately going to bring forth a harvest of righteousness in your life, right? Thinking on those things, being motivated, sowing the seed of the word of God in your heart, in your motor, so that you are motivated by the word of God to fulfill the good works and the good plans that he has set apart for you to do long before you ever got here. So I encourage you guys, be intentional this week. Try to be mindful of your thoughts, of the things that you're kind of letting kind of come in. We're going to talk in the coming weeks about guarding your eyes, guarding your mouth, guarding your ears. Um, and hopefully maybe kind of sort of we'll see if I can get my mama on here because um, she's one of those phenomenal women that's an expert in, in plenty of things, Jesus. So um, that's your challenge for the week. Be mindful of your thought life, of the seed that's getting into your heart, whether by the people that you're hanging out with or the music that you're listening to, the things that you're putting before your eyes or just the thoughts that you're ruminating on and, and thinking on. So that's your challenge. I'll check in with you guys next week as we continue this talk on guarding your gates and managing your soil well. See you guys later.